I'm going to ask you on that one just to close off on, you know, if someone had £10,000 um, aside, how would you go about with that £10,000, Jax? <laughs> That's a brilliant question, Peter. Um, if, okay, so if I had £10,000, that changes the game a bit. Hello and welcome to Bulk Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you doing? Um, I am so very excited. I have literally, literally just moved into my new house. I'm oh, settling fun. in. <laughs> what a great way to start the year 2022. I'm excited, man. I think this year is going to be so productive. We've got so much um, to look forward to with Walk Finance. Um, and our personal lives as well. So yeah, I'm very excited, bro. Loving it, man. And a massive congrats to you and a great way to start the new year, man. What's one thing you're excited about your new place? Honestly, bro. Um, so for me, it's the peace and quiet. <laughs> it's the peace and quiet um, that, that I'm really looking forward to, to actually, um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, there's no uh, siblings making noise or parents making noise. Now, now I used to live alone before the pandemic took place, but for the past two years, I did move back into my family home, uh, which was at first very uh, comfortable and I was enjoying it. But after a while, you start to realize that it is quite crowded. Um, there is a bit of noise and, you know, you can't tell people to stop playing their loud music every so often. You don't want to be a burden for them as well. But yes, I think the one thing I'm really I'm looking forward to and already enjoying it's just the peace and quiet and the space. We love it, man. We love it. Space and the peace that surpasses all understanding. We love it. We love it. Well, um, congrats again. And of course, I'm certainly feeling great about the new year um, and excited about what's to come um, in our lives, but also um, for what we've got um, for the future of Woke Finance and the podcast and outside of that. Um, so as you know, with Woke Finance, um, we do quite a lot of work outside of the podcast, mainly working with young people. And towards the back end of last year, we did receive a bit of um, support um, to do some work with um, young people in school. So we are literally just booking that up as we go, because we get to do what we're excited about jacks and what we're passionate about absolutely bro i think you know this is something that we um growing up you know we said at some point that we really want to give back to our communities and we want to be able to provide uh financial education and some sort of guidance to the people that are basically us in the right so um i'm really excited i think this is going to be a year where we add so much value um not just through our podcast but through the engagements that we have with youth centers and so on and today for our listeners uh, we are going to kick off with a nice um episode it's going to be one of those what would you do if you had episodes so to speak um and so this episode jacks is going to be around if you had you know you saved up you spent um, a couple of months maybe and um, being a bit um, frugal with uh, your money and you put some extra money aside and you've amassed a certain amount. Um, and that certain amount today that we're going to be discussing all right now is £1,000. And this is, of course, UK, um, wherever you are in the world, you can sort of do the equivalent. 
but um, £1,000 is, you know, uh, um, a, spe a specific amount of uh, money to um, save. So, um, Jax, you know, we talk a lot about investments and stuff, but it would be good to hear from you, you know, if you was to just amass £1,000, what would you actually do? <laughs> Um, so if I had a thousand pounds and I was able to save an extra one thousand pounds, or let's say a very good friend, aka Peter, gave me a thousand pounds, um, what would I do? <laughs> what would I do with that one thousand pounds? Um, in my current circumstance, um, what I would definitely use one thousand pounds would be for the house that I've I've moved into. Um, there's still work to be done, even though I have done quite a lot of innovations and refurnishing. But definitely, I will use that one thousand pounds to be buying stuff for the house. No, I, I'm I'm loving that. I'm loving that, and um, you know, I'm absolutely in agreement in terms of buying stuff for your for your home as well and the key thing that you mentioned is in your current circumstances and and I and I, and I guess that's what I want to touch on because it also relates back to the getting your finances ready for 2021 episode and um, it really does depend on your circumstances so do you want to talk a bit more about that because depending on your circumstances you'll of course use or perhaps invest a thousand pounds in in different ways. Yeah, so, you know, when I assess my personal circumstances, um, and again, this is something we will definitely go into much, much, much more detail in the episode, getting your finances ready for 2022. But in my personal circumstances, I currently don't have um, any consumer debt. Um, I already have some savings um, for emergencies, which we preach on. Um, I also have um, a pretty solid investment portfolio. And so any extra cash that comes into my pockets right now um, I, I, I have options, you know, I kind of add it to my investment portfolio and that kind of stuff, but it's about what needs um, my asset allocation right now, which is um, obviously, you know, that the house, which is, which is what I've moved into. And so for me to spend that £1,000, it's not a burden. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, I'm losing out on anything. It doesn't mean that I'm taking out any debt because I don't have any debt apart from um, a mortgage and student loan, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it really just comes down to my personal circumstances. And, you know, I could have added a £1,000 to investments. And we will talk about if that was the case, um, what kind of things would I do, I guess, um, in terms of how I would invest £1,000. But for my personal circumstances right now, I would definitely want to add more value to the property that I have bought and currently live in. I'm loving it. And 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 let, let's say, you know, um, people have started the year, you know, um, they're assessing their finances, they're, they're aware that they might have, you mentioned, you know, some consumer debt. They also might have a bit of savings as well. Um, and they, they have the question, okay, I've got a thousand pounds or I've been gifted a thousand pounds, so to speak, maybe over Christmas or so. Um, should I put this more towards my savings? Should I try and pay off my debt? That sort of challenging question yeah it is a very challenging question and i guess um with most of personal finances it, it is personal and people have their unique circumstances um i guess for me my piece of personal um, advice or encouragement of course we do not give financial advice on world finance we just give guidance on our own opinions um i would always look to, to try and get rid of consumer debt first mm. um that's one of the first things that I would um, use my money for, especially because, you know, when you look at consumer debt and you look at the interest that you are paying, 
it's usually quite substantial. And I normally get some uh, clients or friends or individuals asking me, should I pay off my debt or should I invest? But the truth is one is guaranteed and one is not. Mm -hmm. um, the interest that you're paying is guaranteed and the chances of you investing that money and earning a return higher than that interest, which is also compounded, um, might be slim. So you want to probably attack the debt first. Um, I've also had circumstances where people ask, should I um, save an emergency fund before paying off the debt? Um, I, I don't think that's a bad idea as long as the debt is sustainable and is not you know, putting a lot of pressure on you, then of course you can potentially split your, um, let's say your 1,000 pounds, one to pay off some of the debt and one to keep as an emergency. Because if you don't have an emergency fund, um, what tends to happen sometimes is you know, life happens and it rains and you don't have your umbrella, you end up then having to take out more debt anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's about just finding that balance between paying off your debt and having savings for emergencies. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, um, for any listeners that haven't heard like some of those terms that we mentioned in terms of emergency funds, and um, we've got loads of episodes that talk, talk about that particular episode 23, but in the episode coming out later on in January of 2022, which is what we're in right now, and um, we will be doing that um, getting your finances ready for the year episode so make sure you stay tuned because we'll go into a bit more detail about that but then also building up your savings pot paying down that um you know consumer debt and what that actually looks like you know so-called bad debt good debt all of that stuff as well so um no that's really useful jacks um i'm gonna i'm gonna up the the value a bit but before i do that anything else in terms of what would you do with a thousand pounds um, you want to pay off your uh, consumer debt first, usually, and then, you know, you want to save some emergency money. But, you know, once that's done, I guess the next thing is to really consider whether you have any um, near term purchases. So if you have something that's um, close in terms of something you need to pay for, then I guess you don't need to save the money. Now, I normally get people asking me questions like, oh, I have a, uh, a near term purchase within the next year or so. And, you know, can I invest my money and then take that money, grow that money and then spend that money on a near term purchase? And I say to them, probably do not want to do that. You do not want to take investment risk because your time horizon is way too short and we cannot predict what will happen in the short term. Investment is always a very long term ideology. Um, I normally say the standard time horizon for investors should be five years and probably uh, a minimum of three years in my humble opinion. And so if you do not have that time horizon available, you probably do not want to take investment risk. Mm. And I guess, you know, we can give a live example. I mean, let's say back in January, you said, oh, that near-term purchase um, in December of 2021, I'm going to buy, I don't know, a new car, for example. So I'm going to put a thousand pounds in the stock market. And we all saw what happened around March of 2021. Um, that thousand pounds would be quite down depending on what um, particular investments you put your money in. And, you know, that's on a short term um, perspective, but history obviously tells us if we have much more of a longer term horizon, um, obviously not guaranteed, but that thousand pounds, depending on your investment, is likely to grow over the longer term rather than a few months or a year. Precisely. And using myself as an example, um, when I start, started saving for my uh, first home, I actually invested the money. Um, because I had a longer term horizon at the time. But the closer I got to that um, 
you know, that time where I needed to have the deposit ready, um, I started to change what, what we call your asset allocation or my asset allocation to being complete cash. So about two years time um, or two years before I bought the property, my money was all in cash because at, at that stage, I cannot afford to take investment risk because the money can go down. And so that's, that's the way you kind of manage finances when it comes to near-term purchases. You do not want to take investment risk. And I just want to highlight that, you know, um, hindsight is always perfect, but we do not have hindsight when we are about to make an informed decision today. And so, yes, you may not invest the money and find out that in a year's time, actually, the stock market has had a great, great year and you could have grown your money, but you could have never predicted that at the time of making that that decision. And so do not let that be something that maybe weighs you down if, you know, you see that, hey, I could have actually grown my money. You could have not known that. For real. And it's and it's about being really confident and okay with that. Um, so no, absolutely agreed, man. Thank you for that, Jax. So Jax, I'm gonna up the I'm gonna up the value a bit, yeah. Um, you know, someone's been saving for a few months now, they got a thousand pounds and they realize, okay, I saved a thousand pounds in a in a some months or so. Um, or for some people, even less than that now. Um, and they realize, okay, if I can do a thousand pounds, I just need to repeat this 10 times <laughs> and I can save 10,000 pounds. Um, I'm going to ask you on that one just to close off on, you know, if someone had uh, 10,000 pounds um, aside, how would you go about with that 10,000 pounds, Jack? <laughs> That's a brilliant question, Peter. Um, it's okay. So if I had ten thousand pounds, that changes the game a bit, um, but it doesn't change it completely because the principles still apply, right? Whether it's one thousand pounds, ten thousand pounds, or one hundred thousand pounds, some principles still apply proportionately. However, of course, we are diff- we are talking about um, different sums of money, and that does mean um, even though some principles apply, some things do change. Um, in my personal circumstances, honestly, if I was given £10,000, um, still some of that money will go towards the house. The reason being, um, and you probably experience this if you are a homeowner or someone who is looking to buy a house at some point, that houses can be quite expensive and renovations can, can continue going on and on and on, um, depending on what you desire. So for example, um, I actually did speak to um, the, the builder and um, for, for context, my property, I renovated the living room, I renovated the bedrooms and the hallway and the stairs and that kind of stuff. But I haven't renovated the bathroom or the kitchen because they were already in good condition. However, they can obviously be renovated to a very high standard if I have spare cash lying around. And that £10,000 would be fantastic for renovating both the the kitchen and the bathroom i think that would actually be within budget so personally that's probably what i will still do with that ten thousand pounds and the reason why as well is you have to also consider that i do have the ability to uh generate cash because i work full-time and so i do have money coming in and i can use that money for other things such as investing saving all that kind of stuff Mm. no that, that 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 makes perfect sense and i think the key thing you mentioned also is that Yes, you 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 say ten thousand pound, but you still have a decent income coming in as well. Precisely, precisely, and I think that's that's actually a very key important consideration that people should consider. What is 
you know, um, your ability to command money. What, what that means is, are you still earning an income? And, you know, whenever we do any financial planning um, with individuals or anything like that, it's all about your income and your expenses and then your assets and liabilities. You have to really assess these things. And we'll talk about this again in the episode to come. But yeah, you know, as long as you have the ability to earn and you live below your means and you can have that residual money at the end of the month, you can also allocate that cash to other things as well. And what about the um, the stockheads screaming, jacks, £10,000, are you putting them to house and renovation and stuff? What about the stock market, man? Or what about uh, crypto? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the great thing um, to understand is we're talking about my personal circumstances here. And so in my personal circumstance, I already have a pretty solid um, investment portfolio, a long-term investment portfolio. Um, and so I do not necessarily need to be aggressively adding to that right now. That doesn't mean I don't. And the important thing to also highlight was what I said earlier, that, hey, I do have the ability to earn money every single month um, and have that residual amount, which I can allocate some of that to an investment portfolio. But currently speaking, when I look at my personal circumstances, it is not the largest priority right now. Of course, I am dedicated to always building up a strong investment portfolio. So some money will go in there, but it is not my priority. I already have a pretty solid investment portfolio. Mm. No, I'm, I'm loving that. And I, and I guess uh, uh, probably a, a question actually I have there actually. Um, yes, you've got a solid um, investment portfolio, particularly when relating to the question around stocks um let's trace your mind you know maybe five years ago or so and you you haven't um had your your first property you might not have really got uh, um you know money um in the stock market or so but you have fortunately saved up ten thousand pounds which um some people might be in and it may not be ten thousand pounds or maybe a little less than that and stuff but people might actually be in that situation and we always say here on world finance you know um personal finance is just that it's personal it depends where you are on the journey your outlook for the future and um, what would you have kind of done for you and I, and I guess it would be good to understand why but what would you have kind of done with that kind of money uh, back then for you Jax? A uh, very good question so I would at the time definitely have started some sort of investment portfolio because I think that's very important to really get that compounding effect going um, how are you? How I would allocate that ten thousand pounds would have depended. It would have been dependent on my circumstances back then, because as I said, you know there could be so many different things I could have been considering. Um, but yes, I would definitely, definitely be, will be putting some of that money into financial assets. I will sit down, write a financial plan. I will look at my objective. Um, of course, I would have made sure that I have an emergency fund and any savings for any near-term purchases and paid off any bad debts. Um, but yes, I would have objective for investing in the first place, knowing that the money I'm about to put in the stock market, for example, will have to be locked up for at least five years, or at least that's the mindset going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will assess what is my actual ability and willingness to take risk, because that then, you know, the what type of assets I'm going to buy in the first place. Um, and then so well, okay, I've got this much money, but how involved do I want to be in the investment decision making? Um, because yes, I can be 
passive investor, which I actually encourage people to consider. Um, I could have been an active investor, which is something that I do personally because I enjoy the process. I enjoy researching companies and that kind of stuff. Um, and you could have been kind of in the middle. I call it kind of passively um, passively active or actively passive, which basically means um, just choosing specific assets that are passive vehicles, such as mutual funds, index funds, and ETFs. So that's, that's kind of how I would start, um, really assess that. Um, and then I will probably go through a stage of starting off with a small lump sum. Um, so just using an example of the 10,000, I might start off with 2,000, mm -hmm. but then I will probably adopt a strategy called um, dollar cost averaging or pound cost averaging, depending on where you are, where you are or what currency you deal with. All that really means is I will probably invest a specific amount every single month. I probably won't invest a £10,000 straight away. That doesn't mean that dollar cost averaging provides the best returns over a long time. In fact, that's some research that shows that maybe the lump sum will probably give a better return. However, investing is by far a mindset and an emotional psychological thing. And so for me to not, especially starting off brand new, for me to not be... Uh, you know, disheartened whenever there is like crashes and that kind of stuff. Um, I will probably just dollar cost average and be consistent and probably make it um, kind of automatic, like a direct debit, which takes away the emotions of investing. That's probably what I would do because whenever there's crashes, I won't panic because I know that I still have money to buy more um, shares or other financial assets at a discount. I hope that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Um you know, one thing I'm getting there is not to just rush in and splash it all, basically. Um, you take your time, as you said, you pound cost average or dollar cost average, um, take your time. And it's actually not an easy thing to do when you've got a large sum of money and to say, I mean, we know why we pound cost average. Um, and we know, for me, that's something that I tend to do. And I know the benefits of that. But it's not easy to just still watch that uh, cash there and then as months go by, just sort of spend it over the months and years rather than just spending it in one go. Yeah, and, and that's why um, it's also important to, um, one, assess your ability to still earn money because can you still add more money to that portfolio? If you can, then potentially you may want to consider putting more as a lump sum initially. So, for example, rather than let's say that £2,000, you can go half and put £5,000 to start off with. And then you can do the dollar cost or pound cost averaging by putting, let's say, a few hundred pounds a month. No, brilliant, man. That, that makes perfect sense. Um, thank you for that, Jax, man. Anything else that comes to mind um, in terms of a, a, a healthy chunk? <laughs> I mean, you can you can always put the whole ten thousand pounds, but again, it really comes down to your ability to still add to that portfolio and your personal finances. Um, you know, yeah, that's where it really comes down to, really and truly. It is personal, and everything that we say, we can we can only give some sort of guidance because we do not know everybody's personal circumstances, and that's why I'm also very keen on people not just hearing things um on youtube or, or i don't know social media just going with what they hear it is very important to really understand your personal circumstances um to be informed and educated um to make a very informed decision for yourself 
and 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 Jack's just a, a side note on that. We've heard a lot about sort of just investing in financial assets and stuff. You've got ten thousand pounds. How will you um, enjoy your money? <laughs> <laughs> How would I enjoy my money? I mean, guys, it, it, it's fun investing in financial assets, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So you mean? So let's let's put the scenario. Someone gave me ten thousand pounds, and um, I had no other choice but to um, enjoy it and spend it basically um so um personally i would probably this is i'll probably go out shopping for a new wardrobe Mm -hmm. um so you know it's it's something that i'm actually thinking of this year in terms of uh, just buying uh clothes that i really like and kind of changing up my brand a bit that's something i would do I would definitely consider giving, well, not consider, I definitely would give away uh, at least 10% um, because that's just um, a practice I believe in. Um, So, you know, we call it tithing. Um, Other people call it just, you know, giving away 10% to charity and that kind of stuff. Um, If I'll probably give more than 10% um, because I believe there are people that need that 10,000 pounds more than I do, especially if you've given me that 10,000 pounds and saying that I can't, uh, save it on investing. I have to spend it. I rather spend it on other people that will probably enjoy the money much more than I would, um, or need it more than I would. Let me put it that way, because I definitely can enjoy money. Um, I'll probably take uh, a vacation as well. Um, I'm Ghanaian. I've not been to Ghana since 2011, and so I would definitely want to visit my home country um, and visit my my gran- grandma. And spend some time with her and see my country's culture change and how it's industrialized over the past decade so yeah that's probably what i'll do um to enjoy my money give some away um spend some on vacations um and spend some on a new wardrobe no i love the vacation but obviously we we've met recently just in general in terms of our accountability group and one of the things we're just talking about in terms of goals for the new year um you know is really you know, honing in on some of those life experiences. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, when we had the accountability meeting um, and we we're talking about the previous year and some of the things that we recall, I said, you know, actually the things I remember the most were my experiences, um, the things that I enjoyed with, with, with yourself, with um, my friends, uh, my family, my, my, my girlfriend, that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of experience is what I remember the most. So it reminded me to also be committed to building memories and really share experiences with other people and having my own personal experiences as well. So now that you've reminded me, yes, I probably spend more money on actually more um, experiences no, absolutely, man. I'm definitely in agreement with that. Um, as you know from me, the year, um, this year is, I call it the year of simplicity. Um, a year just to, in, you know, in, enjoy life a bit more um, and value some of those experiences. Obviously not um, above one's means. We, 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 don't, we don't do them things there, but um, just really enjoy um, life experiences a bit more and, as you said, those are the things that we remember and we reflect on and we take, we take there to us, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, just to add a bit of flavor to that as well, I think, you know, what PR um, actually asked me was if um, I had 10,000 pounds and I, and I couldn't do anything else but actually spend it on, on myself or, or, or for fun or, or something like that, 
that's when I said, hey, I'll you know, buy a new wardrobe and that kind of stuff. And I think it's important to um, really sometimes uh, question mindsets um, because if you are someone like myself who is first and foremost, the way I see money usually is, is capital um, because I'm an investor and that's what I you know, do on a day-to-day basis. Um, sometimes you can get caught up with the whole saving and investing mindset which is great. Um, I think it's better to have that mindset than most. However, remember that investing doesn't necessarily have to be in financial assets. Um, investing in people, um, investing in experiences is also very important. And if you are someone who's also a saver and you save, 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 and you think that's a great mindset, which I used to think until I actually took um, a journey to really understand how I see money and my money mindset, a lot of people that save, save, save and only save and don't even enjoy their money, it's actually a lack mindset. It's a scarcity mindset and it's not a great money mindset. And so you need to really sit down and assess yourself and ask yourself, hey, I am saving and I'm saving a lot and it looks good in my account, um, but I'm not happy. I'm not really enjoying my money and I'm actually doing this out of fear. And we shouldn't be living in fear. We should be living in abundance. So we shouldn't be living in scarcity. We should be living in abundance. And on that note, a massive amen to that. Um, thank you very much for that, Jax. Um, just really used for just chopping that up and um, having a discussion about what if, what if. Um, but guess what? For many of us, it's a reality. So hopefully, and it will be a reality for many of us um, in one's own time, so to speak. So hopefully that was really useful um, to our listeners all over the world and just talking of our listeners as you know Jats we do give a shout out to places where we're getting new listeners um, for the first time and um, Jax today I'm going to give a shout out to a city called Kulna I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly do forgive me and it is a city in Bangladesh it's the third largest city in Bangladesh actually so a shout out to our new listeners in Kulna I'm so sure you are not pronouncing that properly. <laughs> um, that is amazing. And, you know, I'm so um, fulfilled and happy and excited that we get so many listeners from so many different places across the world, not just the UK. Um, and it really excites me. And, you know, we would like to engage and um, get in touch with some of our listeners in different parts of the world. Of course, guys, if you may not know, uh, we also have a patron. Um, so you can actually find us on Patreon and join our community for as little as three pounds uh, per month. And we can chop things up. You can get to know us. We can get to know you and have these conversations off air in a bit more detail. That's it. And in other ways, you can support us and think of one person or maybe more than one person that you think discussions like uh, what we've uh, talked about in this episode and some of our other episodes will be helpful to send this over to them. Just send it over to them or post it on social media. You never know who's watching and who might be inspired by what they have to um, hear as well. So let's keep the conversation going and flowing. Let's make it a norm to talk about finances with whoever, whether it's our family members or our friends or whoever on social media. So thank you very much to our listeners. Keep liking, subscribing, commenting, and sharing, and just doing the usual, man. We are very grateful for you all. And remember... Woke.